encyclical letter, Beneficia Dei, on the 25th anniversary of his pontificate, by Pope Pius IX. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Encyclical Epistle of Our Most Holy Lord Pius IX by Divine Providence Pope To all patriarchs, primates, archbishops, bishops, and other ordinaries in the grace and communion of the Apostolic See. Pious Pope IX Venerable Brethren, Health and Apostolical Benediction The benefits of God call upon us to celebrate His goodness, whilst they manifest anew His gracious protection over us and the glory of His Majesty. For now has elapsed the twenty-fifth year since, by the dispensation of God, we undertook the ministry of this our apostleship, of which the troublous times are so fresh in your memory that they require no long mention from us. Truly, venerable brethren, is it evident from such a series of events that the Church militant hold on her course amidst frequent conflicts and victories. Truly does God rule and govern the changes of affairs in the world, which is his footstool. Truly does he often employ weak and contemptible instruments, thereby to fulfill the designs of his wisdom. Jesus Christ our Lord, the author and supreme ruler of the Church, which he purchased with his blood, has, for this long period of the duration of our apostolic service, deigned to govern and support by his grace and strength our weakness and littleness, to the greater glory of his name, and to the benefit of his people, the merits of most blessed Peter, prince of the apostles, who in the sea of Rome ever lives and rules, pleading in our behalf. Therefore have we, being upheld by his divine aid, and continually availing ourselves of the counsels of our venerable brethren, the cardinals of the Holy Roman Church, and, not unfrequently, of yours also, venerable brethren, who were present here in Rome with us in great concourse, doing honor to this chair of truth by the brightness of your virtue and of your unanimous devotion, been able, in the course of this our pontificate, to define in accordance with our own wishes and those of the Catholic world, by a dogmatic definition, the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mother of God. Also to decree heavenly honors to numerous heroes of our religion, whose guardianship, and especially that of the Divine Mother, will, we doubt not, be exercised in favor of the Church in these her times of adversity. Equally was it by the aid and for the glory of God that we were enabled to carry forth the light of the true faith into distant and inhospitable regions by the mission of evangelical laborers. In many places to establish the order of the ecclesiastical hierarchy and to brand with solemn condemnation the errors especially prevalent in this age and alike hostile to human reason, to good morals, to Christianity, and to the state. Moreover, by the help of God, we have been able to join together in as firm and solid union as possible the ecclesiastical and civil power, 
both in Europe and in the parts of America, and to provide for many needs of the Eastern Church, which, from the commencement of our apostolic ministry, we have always regarded with fatherly affection. Lastly, it has been recently vouchsafed to us to commence and carry forward the work of the Ecumenical Council, of which, however, the great results had been only partially attained, some of them being still awaited by the Church when, on account of well-known circumstances, we were compelled to decree its suspension. Nor have we ever failed, venerable brethren, by the help of God, to carry out all that the rights and duties of our civil government made incumbent upon us. You remember how, at the commencement of our pontificate, we were greeted with congratulations and plaudits, soon to be turned into such insults and attacks as drove us from this our well-beloved city into exile. But when, by the general efforts of Catholic loyalty and valor in peoples and princes, we were restored to this pontifical see, immediately we exerted all our energy and endeavors to promote and secure to our faithful subjects the solid and not fallacious prosperity which we have always recognized as the most important duty of our civil princedom. But the cupidity of a neighboring potentate coveted the territory of our temporal government and obstinately preferred the counsels of the sex of perdition to our paternal and oft-repeated admonitions. And at last, as you well know, far outdoing the shamelessness of the prodigal son whom we read of in the gospel, he has attacked and taken with force and arms this our city, which he claimed as his own and now retained in his possession, against all right, as if it were the share of substance which fell to his lot. Venerable brethren, it is impossible but that we should be greatly moved to indignation and sorrow by the nefarious usurpation under which we are suffering. We are very grievously afflicted at the great wickedness of the design which aims, if it were possible, at the downfall of our spiritual power and of the kingdom of Christ on earth, together with the destruction of the temporal power. We are afflicted at the sight of so many grave evils, especially those by which the eternal salvation of our people is imperiled. And in this affliction, nothing is so grievous to us as that by reason of the coercion put upon our liberty, we are debarred from applying the remedies needful for such evils. Added to these sources of affliction to us, venerable brethren, is another in that protracted and deplorable series of calamities and misfortunes which has so long smitten down and crushed the noble French nation which have been enormously aggravated recently by the unheard-of excesses perpetrated by a ferocious and abandoned horde, the offscourings of society, and particularly by the dreadful wickedness of the impious parasite consummated in the murder of our venerable brother, the Archbishop of Paris. You can well understand what feelings these events must excite in us when they have filled the whole world with fear and horror. Lastly, venerable brethren, there is one bitterness greater than any other. It is to see so many rebellious sons involved in so many and so terrible ecclesiastical censures, and yet disregarding our fatherly appeals, disregarding their own salvation, disregarding and despising the season of repentance still allowed them by God, obstinately determining rather to brave the divine vengeance in eternity than, in time, to experience the benefit of mercy. Now, however, through so many vicissitudes, under the protection of the most merciful God, 
we behold the approach of the anniversary of our election, on which we, having succeeded to the see of blessed Peter, although as far as possible from equaling his merits, have yet shared his length of years in apostolic service. This truly is a new, it is a singular and great instance of the divine goodness. It is conferred by the dispensation of God on us alone, out of the great succession of our holy predecessors in the long course of nineteen centuries. In it we recognize the wonders of divine mercy towards us, seeing that, during this time, we have been thought worthy to suffer persecution for the sake of justice, and beholding that marvelous sentiment of devotion and love with which the Christian people is strongly moved all over the world, and is drawn with unanimous affection towards this holy see. As these gifts have been conferred on us wholly unworthy, so we find our own powers quite unequal to the duty of returning due thanks. Wherefore we pray the Immaculate Virgin, Mother of God, to teach us, in the same spirit as she did, to give glory to the Most High in those sublime words, Pesit mihi magna qui potenest. He that is mighty hath done to me great things. You also we entreat, venerable brethren, that you, together with your flocks, would offer to God with us hymns of praise and thanksgiving. We say, in the words of Leo the Great, Magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together, so that the entire catalogue of favors and mercies which we have received may be referred to the praise of him, their author. And do you make known to your people our burning charity towards them, and our deepest gratitude for their noble testimonies and acts of filial piety so long and so perseveringly exhibited towards us? And we, as far as regards ourselves, while we may use the words of the royal prophet and say, In colatus meus prolongatus est, we stand in need of the help of your prayers, that we may obtain strength and confidence to render up our soul to the prince of pastors, in whose bosom is refreshment from the ills of this turbulent and troublesome life, and the blessed haven of eternal calm and peace. And in order that the blessings which he of his bounty hath bestowed on our pontificate may redound to the greater glory of God, we, venerable brethren, do on this occasion unlock the treasury of spiritual graces and do grant to you in each of your dioceses on the sixteenth or twenty-first day of the present month or on any other day to be chosen by you at your discretion the power of imparting the papal benediction with the application of a plenary indulgence in the accustomed form. And desiring to consult the spiritual benefit of the faithful, we do, by these presents grant in the Lord, to all the faithful, secular and regular of both sexes, in whatever place of each of your respective dioceses they may be, that all who have made their sacramental confession and received Holy Communion shall offer up devout prayers for the concord of Christian princes, for the extirpation of heresies, and for the exaltation of our Holy Mother the Church, on that day which you by our authority shall have chosen and appointed for bestowing the aforesaid benediction, or in dioceses where the see is vacant, on the day which the vicar's capitular for the time being shall have so chosen and appointed, shall be enabled and empowered to obtain plenary indulgence for all their sins. And we do not at all doubt 
but that by this opportunity, all Christian people will be the more effectually stirred up to prayer, and that so, prayers being multiplied, we may deserve to attain the divine mercy which the view of present evils obliges us most earnestly to implore. For yourselves, venerable brethren, we beseech Almighty God to grant you constancy, heavenly hope, and all consolation, and we intend, as the augury of these graces and the testimony of our special regard, the apostolic benediction, which, from the full exuberance of our heart, we hereby impart to yourselves, to your clergy, and to the people committed to your charge. Given at Rome at St. Peter's on the 4th of June, being the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity, in the year of our Lord, 1871, in the 25th year of our pontificate. Pius Pope Nine. End of Encyclical Letter, Beneficia Day, on the 25th anniversary of his pontificate, by Pope Pius IX. Read by Maria Angela Aragon.